The Damn Podcast is brought to you by the Influential Grooming Lounge. It's more than just a barbershop. It's where influencers elevate each other and the community meets. Welcome, everybody, into another episode of The Damn Podcast with your host, Marcus Greaves and Angie Machado. Wow. I usually get that right the first time, and I didn't. I just butchered that, Angie. I'm sorry, but uh, oh. <laughs> signing day See, is... everyone, he butchers my name, too. So it's not just your name yeah. that he butchers. It's mine, too. <laughs> it's everybody's. I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be a shorter pod just to let everybody know who's listening, just because uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the blame. My timing was horrible. There was a bunch of snow in Portland and it was just too much. I was like, do I really want to get in my car and try to drive to the studio? Because people was calling it Snowmageddon, all the above. So I got no snow down where I'm at. So That must yeah, be nice. Just, yeah, it's not. I was I was totally ticked because I wanted some snow. but You know, but, but I mean, do you really want the snow? Here's, here's the way I look at it, not so we can get off track, but anytime after Christmas, I don't care about the snow. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, so that's just it now. I'm just like ready for some sunshine. And but um, yeah, we wanted to tape this a day this weekend. Marcus has a has a busy week um, coming up this week, so we, it's going to be short. No damn questions this week. But um, I did think it was important, Marcus, that we kind of got on and and talked about the class. And this, there's been a lot of talk here the last couple couple days, mm-hmm. you know, leading up to signing day about you know how good is this class. And um, I just thought it was important that you and I kind of get on and give our our two cents, yeah. if anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if we just and just so before we get into it, Angie, so what we're going to do is this will be a shorter pod this week. Next week, uh, it look it's so I'm trying to get a bunch of guests on or as you know, as you guys have heard a couple times in the past uh, in the pod, excuse me, that it's going to be we get some guests. Hopefully we're going to get some big guests. And so um, I'm still waiting on Yogi. Yogi Roth, the Pac-12 uh, analyst, but Dan Fouts will be on. So he'll be on, not obviously this week, but the week after he'll be on. We're going to get Marcus McMarion on just to talk about kind of his path to Fresno State and to, um, you know, kind of to the NFL. And then from there, we'll have Dr. Jason Young, our Damn Question sponsor. He's going to be our our listener guest that's going to hop on. So we kind of got a busy pod next pod, so I think that'll be a really good one to tune into. And also... Uh, just before we get into it again, just any any suggestions you guys have for maybe a segment that you guys would like um, for the pod, if you think it'd be a good one. Uh, really, anything, just obviously reach out to me, reach out to Angie, and yeah, that's about it. Anyways, Angie, let's get into it. Signing day. Let's get into it. Signing day. Um, you know, I, I know that some people thought, you know, it's, it's, it's so different now with the two signing days, with the December early signing period and, and this one. And, you know, it was it was kind of strange because on Tuesday leading up to Wednesday's big signing day. I mean, it's a busy couple weeks leading up to that for me because we're, you know, getting things ready, getting our content ready. We've, you know, we were able to focus more on some of the preferred walk-ons because there were only three scholarship guys signing on actual, you know, February signing day. Yeah. But then, you know, it, it was kind of quiet Tuesday. It was like, yeah, okay, getting ready. And then all of a sudden, the the tweet storm started happening with some local Portland media um, basically saying that this was the worst Oregon State football class in history. Mm. And really kind of took a malicious tone, I, I felt. Um, but then, so that just kind of opened up. Then in the lodge at Beaver Blitz, my phone was buzzing off the hook, people asking me what my opinion was. Um, so I, I thought it'd be good for you and I to kind of give our opinions. So I, I pulled up 24-7's rankings here. Composite ranking, this class ranked 68 and 12th in the Pac-12. 
it's still the average per player ranking is a 0.8401, which is the second highest average recruit rating for any class the past 10 years. So there's that. And then this class also, those numbers do not account for the five transfers. Mm. Um, so, Marcus, I mean, what, is, what is your take on, on the signing class? You were at the recruiting dinner Wednesday. What, you know, what is your takeaway? Well, First of all, I'm going to say that recruiting dinner is fun. Uh, I want to thank Adam, by the way, because Adam, I got to sit at his table. That was really fun. I got to um, talk again to some of the listeners. I can't remember the names because I think I'm getting old and I, I'm just horrible with memory. But um, when it comes to the players in the, in the signing class, you know, and that's why, Angie, I've never said I was super big on recruiting. Like I was telling everybody who's listening to this, you know, time and time <laughs> again, just because, you know, <clears throat> they might not be ranked. You know, some of the guys that Oregon State got might not be ranked. I think there's a, a player by the name of JoJo JoJo Forrest. Is it Forrest? Yeah. yeah. Like him. Forrest. Him, for example. I don't think he's rated too high, but that kid is is an athlete. And he's extremely good, just fast, all-around great player, physical, has the right mentality. I like that, right? And I like those kind of players that they're not going to come in. And, yeah, who cares if we don't get four and five stars every single year because – you know, you see, like I always say, you see four and five stars pan out. Like these coaches and, and everything, like they, they really feed into, you know, the social media, getting these kids hyped up. And then you get to camp and then you realize they have to realize that they're just like everybody else. Like you're not the top dog. You're coming in as, you know, the <laughs> the eighth top dog, right? And so that's yeah, why. That, yeah. And so I just look at it from a player's standpoint and how, they, how I think they can impact the team. And, yeah, a lot of people go off the rankings and, oh, this is the worst class they've ever had. But. When Angie, when I broke it down and did a lot of the film study on top of the transfers, I mean, there's instant impact impact players all over, and that's the biggest <laughs> thing is, you know, I think for Coach Smith, yeah, it's just, the giver, the givers get better. Yes, and, it's it's yeah. getting better. In shoot, we've won what three games in two seasons. Like you're not going to get the best recruiting class. Like that's what people have to understand. And these kids that are, that they're getting, they're actual kids who want to play there. And want to make a difference. And so that I'll take that over stars any day is guys who want to come in, work hard, and they're still talented. Because obviously they're not going off wins. They're going off the, a vision that they see that Coach Smith has laid for them. And the fact that they know that they can come in and make an impact. And it's not we're taking these guys who you know just want to come in and get instant playing time. Because these guys are good. I, I don't see any way that... You know they can say this is the worst recruiting class, and the only way I can see I can see that they say that is if there's people who've never played football and don't understand that. You know, once you're in pads, it's completely different than you know what you put on film. Because my film, I was out running everybody every play, and then got to Oregon State, and I can't do that. I couldn't do that at all. I was like, everyone's just as fast as me and just as good. So yeah, so that's that's my, and I I don't want to sound like I'm ranting now because. I, told, I, I actually texted Marcus before we went, went on, and I said, I think we need to address this for our listeners. You know, I think we at least have to give you know, our, our two cents. So I think there's, you know, yeah, there's the, the rankings that we can look at year in, year out. That's, that's fine. But I think digging in deeper to this class, um, you know, would Oregon State like to be in the, in the running for some of those top guys? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, but like you said, they're not there yet. They haven't, you know, they – Oregon State is so far down right now. It's about building a foundation. And so a couple things I really wanted to point out to our listeners that looking at this class and digging deeper than just looking at, okay, yeah, they're ranked 68 and 12th in the Pac-12. Okay, that's fine. You can look at that. But I think if you are really truly going to look at this from 
for where it, it helps Oregon State and what the coaches are doing. It's become really obvious what the coaches are doing. Um, they got some transfers to come in, some highly talented, highly ranked at one point transfers to come in to positions and be instant impact. I mean, Jebbia, um, he'll be the starting quarterback, you know, mm-hmm. come the fall. Um, Nathan Eldridge will be the starting center. You get those linebackers with, with Robert. You have Tyjon Lindsay coming in. But, but really looking at this, I have never, ever seen a class that the entire 25 of them are qualifiers. Yeah. Ever. And so what that does is it helps build depth. So you're building that foundation because you have all those guys coming in. It, it's a total waste of a sign when you sign a guy and, who might be a four-star, but he doesn't qualify. That is a wasted signing because it counts against the 25 recruits that you're able to find that year. And you just signed it on a guy that didn't make it in. Mm-hmm. So you need to start building depth and that's all these guys are going to qualify. And at the recruiting dinner, I, th- I thought it was really interesting that coach Tibisar kind of broke down what they're looking for. And, and I kind of saw this from the get go, but you start looking at these guys and they, a lot of them had Ivy league offers or service Academy offers. They're, that means it, the first thing it tells me, not only are they qualified, they're smart. Yeah. So, Um, The other thing, a lot of these guys are coming from really, really solid winning programs. You know, you have Matter Day, you have Mission Viejo, um, some really good programs. Um, They're winners. So Coach Tibisar, I I think you were there during this part. He was breaking down kind of, you know, Chris Peterson has his our kind of guys that he always talks about. Um, And it sounds awful because Coach Tibisar called them WAX, W-A-C. But when you look at it, you know, he – the whole premise of that was the W is the, the want and the winning. Um, they want guys that like want to outwork everybody. Mm-hmm. They, they're out there. They're, they're not. And, and it was funny because it kind of reminded me back of Marcus's rant. And he even said, he goes, we don't want guys that are just content being on the team and being, you know, kind of the cool guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm on the football team. I'm cool. That's, that's all you know, I show up. Um, they want guys that are out there working hard every single day. And that want and desires there. Then you have A, academics. They want guys that are intelligent, that are smart, that are there for more than just playing football. And then C is character. And again, just looking at this class top to bottom, I've done this 12 years. We always do our signing day features, um, you know, where we reach out to these guys or we, we, we want to hear what happens on their visits. Every single one of them returned, you know, calls, texts, whatever, to get back to us. That shows high integrity and high character. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oregon State's addressing this in a totally different, and this is how they're, you know, this is Coach Smith's vision of how they're going to build this. Now, do they want to eventually keep being in play for some of the higher ranked guys? Absolutely. But they're building the foundation. They have the vision and they have guys, like you said, that want to be beavers and Mm -hmm. want to be there. Yeah. Because that whole, the whole, like, you know, Maybe I'll, and I get it right. And before we even keep going, Angie, it's always, you know, I want to first of all say congratulations to those kids. I totally forgot. We just started ranting, but (laughs) it's, it's super, it's no, it's actually, I mean, it's super cool for the kids, um, everything like that. And I know at the signing day dinner, I got to, I got to talk a little bit with Tajon Lindsay and, um, just real quick, just talk to him and kind of just listen to what he has to say, because there's a difference between, you know, you're addressing the public and then addressing somebody who used to play. There's a big difference yeah. because you're going to be obviously, you know, you're going to be well-spoken and everything like that. And not saying he's not, but I'm saying when it comes to being someone he can relate to and talk to like that, then, you know, he'll be a little more open to me. And I'm not a reporter or anything like that that's trying to get this, you know, get the scoop. But he was just like, man, I'm ready. Like, this is, 
Like, this is what I want. I see the vision. I, I know exactly what they want to do and, and why I came here. And I know, and the thing I like about him is, you know, some people might say, well, why do you leave Nebraska? Whatever it is. But, Angie, when you just listen to him talk, it, was, it wasn't like, you know, I'm going to go out and be the best player because I'm the best player on the team. He was like, I'm going to go out and be the best player because my team needs that and they need me to do that. And I understand my role and I'm coming in here to be a playmaker and I'm going to have to make those plays and I'm not going to let my guys down. And I was like, well, so those four yes. of the transfers were there with Tristan, Debbie, um, Addison Gums, Avery Roberts, and Tajon. And like you said, I mean, they talking to them kind of off the side or, you know, before they, they went on stage and talked with Matt Moore, but they truly do like it. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're talking about just the, the culture and, and, um, it, it, it's interesting to see, you know, kind of the change that's going on. And then, Mark, I don't know if you saw the very end, if you were still there when, when Coach Smith was up on stage. Uh, I don't think so. I think I had to leave before that. So it was really, really interesting. So, you know, he, he isn't the most comfortable on stage. It's it's not like something I think he really likes to do, but they brought him up to interview him, and he kind of seemed a little like, kind of like, hurry up, let's get this over with. And then at, something clicked, and he became so impassioned about this class, about the team, and really talked about just the work that the kids are putting in, um, this new class, what they bring. But you know, he, he actually said at one point, he's like, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Well, that's... And, and what we're doing is working. And, yeah. and, but it, was like this, it wasn't just like, you know, we've had coaches in the past that, you know, just get up and give the rah-rah, yeah, you know, and you, you come out like, oh, yeah. No, this was very passionate. Like, he believes that they're doing this and they're going to turn this around. Yeah, I mean, it's just, he truly believes, and that's what I'm saying, you know, no matter what, and, you know, like, I, Angie, I think I, I said this in a couple podcasts before, is that a lot of players will look at it as outside noise and everything like that, but listen, yeah, this isn't the, you know, they're not the, the top 10 recruiting class, but I always say, and anybody listening, I promise you to the end of the day, no matter what it is, if I get fired after saying this from this podcast, I don't care, but... It does not matter anymore. Nothing else that anyone has wrote before matters. Now is the time where if you're going to be great and these players are going to be great, it's on them, right? And it's, it's, you know, all the hype is gone now because now you're on campus. Now you're just, now you're another football player. So you, you know, obviously I don't want to say you're just another football player like you're disposable, but you have to understand that. If, you're, if these guys are going to be great, no matter who it is, if it's us, if it's the Ducks, if it's players from Alabama, you're not going to come into a program and you're going to get all the hype and people are going to want to kiss your feet. No, that doesn't happen. And perfect example, if you do get somebody good who's willing to work hard, Brandon Cooks, right? Yep. That's James exactly Rogers. What it is. James Rogers. These kind of guys, they came in yeah. and they didn't feed into the hype. They understood like, okay, I'm here to do this. I'll have my fun, but I'm, you know, this is my goal. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop until I reach that goal. So for all the kids, and that's why I always said, you know, I the last thing I said to Tajan was, just work hard, man. That's all that's gonna matter because you know all this, you know, it, and it sounded bad, but I was like, you know, all this hype right now at the signing day with all the fans and everybody here, with you know people at wherever writing about whatever, talking about whatever, you know, even me writing about whatever. None of it matters. None of our opinions matter now because it gets to the point where. It's time to put in the work and then let your play do the talking because everyone's going to have opinion on you no matter what. And so you could care about it or you can not care about it. Regardless, that's how I looked at it. I was like, listen, they, they're they going to say, okay, maybe 
He's not ready to be in the rotation. At running back, maybe he is. Regardless, I'm going to work hard until my ass gets on the field. And that's exactly how it, how it happens, and that's exactly what they need to do. And, and winning and competition is contagious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. If they push each other, and I think they will, I mean, they're competitive dudes in that room, Angie. I, I, yeah, I, oh, completely. I, yeah, and so if that's And they're guys that aren't used to losing. Yes. I mean, Tyjon Lindsay comes from Bishop Gorman High School, mm-hmm. one of the top programs in the entire country um, in Las Vegas. Yeah. They don't want to lose. I mean, not that anybody wants to lose, but no. It's like, no, yeah, we're yeah, not losing. Yeah, there's some players who just take losing a little harder. I know, I, I know, no matter what it is, Angie, you know, I played my girlfriend in mini Jenga the other day. Like I told everybody, I think, and I lost, and I didn't talk to her for like an hour. <laughs> oh, and I'm, I'm the same way. Like, yeah. I had somebody ask me about even like my kids when they were little, like playing Candyland, and like you let your kids win, right? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had this <laughs> talk on, on a couple yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. I'm telling you guys, when I brought up that Jenga story, I wasn't lying. That's still that's still on my mind. It's still, it's still <laughs> on your mind. Look at that. But but you know, Angie, good stuff. Uh, I mean, like I said. It, you know, this ranking really, you can't, you know, it'll be interesting to look back four or five years and just kind of see how it pans out. Mm-hmm. We really don't know until, you know, four or five years. But um, I just kind of wanted to address that a little bit. Just um, it, that I think when you look at, especially at a team where Oregon State is, I mean, if you're Alabama, fine, look at the rankings. Mm-hmm. But I think where Oregon State is, as far as, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, defensively, they were the worst power five team in the country. Worst. Yeah. Okay. So um, they've won, I mean, a handful of games over the past several years. They've had, what, five head coaches. Um, this isn't like, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it or make it, but it's down. And yeah. so I think you just kind of have to look a little deeper, dig a little deeper to find not even a silver lining because I think you have to look at really what the coaches goal was in this class and um kind of go from there mm-hmm. i mean every and, and just to at least wrap it up for my end angie you can obviously you know obviously keep going but every every coaching system every you know every staff every team has different needs and they have different ways of doing it and so if you base it off what everybody else does then yeah if you think it's not a very good class and don't think it's a very good class but what i see it is it's kind of like what you said angie is you know and you know that's why, and that's why I was saying that everyone, you know, everyone who looks at it different, they do it for whatever reason. But you know, yeah. you have to address your needs, which I think they did defensively, especially. You know, they got those transfers, they got JUCO guys, they got uh, Evan Bennett guys who can come in right away. But more importantly, they got guys who can come in and play right away, and so they can develop the younger guys. So then, that's where you build the foundation. That's how you build something up. That's why. You know, you yeah. see these teams. And who, be there. Yeah, and, and it's just like what Coach McIntyre did at Colorado. Like Colorado used to be bad. Everybody, we all know they were they were horrible. They were getting blown out seventy seven to seven, like like night in and well, night Washington. out. Washington, yeah. Well, Washington was bad too for a while. Uh huh. And that's what it is. You just have to build a foundation, develop your players. They have a great coaching staff, Oregon State. They got smart guys. They know football. They can teach football extremely well. So now from there. It just takes time, and I know we hate saying that because I, even I hate saying that. But you know, I'm hoping these. You know, I really think these transfers are going to come in. They're going to make a big impact. We'll see a difference. I think. I mean, the team is going to be better. That's without a doubt. Yeah. I have no doubt yeah. in my mind. But you know, it's just the fact that the foundation is going to be. It has been laid now. Now you have guys who come in. You have experienced guys who are playing. 
You have transfers who come in and play right away, so you got instant help. And then from there, you just build up the foundation. The younger guys, you get them better day in and day out of practice. And then from there, that's where you start building a program that you want to see. Yeah, and that's the the other thing that, you know, I, I know earlier this season we were talking about players that did not have other Power 5 offers. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's interesting to me because you talk to some of these players, and I know that was one of the big, you know, talk about why this class wasn't good because nobody else was, was recruiting them. That is totally not true. Um, this class had a lot of guys committed really early. When you look at the, the Frankies, the Earhart, Spates, um, Musgrave, mm-hmm. guys that committed early this summer. Um, so they were Oregon State's top picks, and then they committed. But what Oregon State, what Coach Smith and his staff were able to do was keep them solid. I mean, you had several occasions, we've heard now, now that after signing day, that Cal, UCLA, Oregon, other Pac-12 schools were coming in trying to get these guys to flip mm-hmm. and offer them or have them come on visits, and they had no desire to even listen to them. So, you know, for those that want to argue that this class didn't have interest from other other Pac-12 schools, completely false. Mm-hmm. That's true. They just were solid with with their Oregon State commitment. I mean, and the, and it's interesting. I'm working right now. We had a fan um, fan poll of for signing day awards, and I'm writing that right now. But um, I know a lot of and, and this this kid is not getting any attention. But let me tell you, he's going to be one to watch. Corey Stover out of Coos Bay. He had Cal, Oregon, uh, UCLA, all knocking on his door trying to get him to at least listen, and he had no desire. Same with Musgrave. So um, there's there's a couple guys with stories like that that have kind of been trickling out a little bit. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think he's been a little more under the radar, so definitely one to, to keep an eye on. Absolutely. it's. Uh, I, I'm feeling pretty good about this class, Angie, if I'm being 100% honest. Yeah, I mean, like I said, is, is it a world-beater class? No. Um, is it is it you know a super highly rated class? No, but... I like it from a standpoint of what the coach, I mean, I, like I said, there is a, there's a purpose for what the coaches did. It wasn't just grab guys to fill a class. Yeah, absolutely. So that, I mean, it's a good feeling. I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, now, now we, you know, spring ball is less than a month away and, uh, and baseball starts here. So um, lots to look forward to if you're a Beaver fan. Absolutely. Angie, do you have anything else to add? I don't, but uh, I'm excited for next week. Yes, next week. We're going to have, like I said, we'll have, hopefully, uh, well, Dan Fouts is going to hop on. Yes, Chargers quarterback, Hall of Famer, former Duck quarterback. He's going to come in and, and I think just tell some good stories about Oregon State. Um, kind I of can't his wait time to hear the whole story. Yes, and he has some good ones. So that'll be exciting. Uh, Marcus McMarion will hopefully, he said he'd hop on, no doubt, just kind of hopping on and talking about um, – you know, kind of just his story, how he, where he ended up. Obviously, as we know, he went to Fresno State, was at Oregon State, um, and you know, I think it's going to be just a really good, a good story to hear and kind of how he did. And because obviously, as we know, he he did he did great, right? He transferred, he did he was great, and I would I'm pretty sure that everybody was still rooting for him. And so now he's just going to talk about that and his path to the NFL. And then our listener guest will be Dr. Jason Young. He's going to hop on and uh, just. I mean, really talk whatever. I think these everyone's been practicing, so I'm waiting for somebody to take my spot. So I'm a little, you know, I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but that's all right. I can live with that. <laughs> but uh, it's all good. I can't wait. Perfect. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Damn Podcast with your host Marcus Greaves and Angie Machado. We will be back next week.